0: Julian on the brown note, and a review of the movie Upgrade uh, came out around June, in Australia, 14th of June, and I think it is coming out on the 28th of August on Blu-ray. Now, it's uh, from Blumhouse Productions, Jason Ferris Blum, or Bloom, who's burst onto the scene as a, a rather... A, in-demand producer of movies he's already got two uh, best picture nominations for whiplash and get out both terrific films um and this is a a sci-fi film i guess you could call get out kind of a site yeah it wasn't really a sci-fi film in the in the classic sense i think there are two two kinds of broad churches when it comes to sci-fi star trek or you know star wars here in space and and then there's the human ones where where society is, is upended in some way by some form of technological advancement or some kind of scenario that isn't scientifically possible at the moment. And that's where Upgrade sits. It's directed by Lee Wannell. And I don't know how much else he's been... He's Ah, so, so Lee Wannell is alongside James Wan... Do you know I interviewed James Wan back in the 90s? I think it was him. And it was in his uh, first film that he made. And he absolutely crucified me. He phoned up the magazine I was working on and said that I was incredibly rude to him. And I asked him lots of imp- uh, terrible questions, uh, like really personal stuff. I didn't. I asked him, it, like, it was such a crap film. I asked him the most boring questions you could possibly ask solely about the film. I've got no idea what his problem was, but I thought he was a complete arsehole. Uh, anyway, they came up with the Saw franchise, something I've never, ever liked. It was a, an idea film, and that was it. It had the idea of, you know, the people in the cells being tortured imaginatively. And one film was enough, but we ended up with seven or so. They might even still be making them. But he was a co-creator of Saw. Um, he's is... Written films, uh, of course, Saw. Dead Silence, Insidious 1 and 2 and 3, none of which is exciting me very much at this stage. Um, Insidious Chapter 3 was the first film that he directed. I'm guessing that that wasn't a widely acclaimed film. He's returned with Upgrade, starring... Oh, Logan Marshall Green, uh, who is an actor I don't know much about. He's mainly been in... I think he's mainly been on TV in America. I don't think that he's um, been in that that many films. Anyway, Logan Marshall Green stars as a mechanic. Um, he's like the stay-at-home husband whose wife, played by the absolutely lovely Melanie v- Vajayo, who you would recognise from adverts and Australian TV. She was a, a big character in Winners and Losers, that TV show. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, really interestingly, what? How? How kind of a, a weird mix is this? Filipino Ukrainian, um, and she's she's um, sort of t- turned up on adverts and stuff like that on Australian TV for years. She plays his wife, and she's a she's a big hitter and earns all the money. And he just sort of fixes up like to a very very high standard, um, classic cars and sports cars and so on. And she drives around in this computerized car, so we're, we're in this sort of semi-future. Um, we already have driverless cars, so it's not like it's wildly in the future, but just a little bit further along. And basically one day, they're driving in the car, well the car's driving them, and suddenly it flips out and causes a massive accident, and they're in a rough area and they're sort of thrown around and crawl out of the car uh, and these group of robbers turn up and they're brutal and they kill his wife uh, straight in front of him and then they um, put a bullet through his spine uh, leaving him to be a paraplegic um, quadriplegic is that the right way around? everything basically from the neck down um, he tries to kill himself he's obviously racked with guilt because his last memory of the evening was uh, watching his wife die in front of him um, the police can't do anything because there's not really much evidence to suggest who, who's responsible and, it, it, you know, they, even though they've got this amazing technology, they apparently can't find these four people murdering people in broad daylight. And what happens then is the guy that he is shown earlier in the film to be um, fixing up the car for, uh, some beautiful old sports car. Is an IT nerd billionaire sort of character. You've seen this, the kind multiple times who is very much a recluse, acts strangely, very strangely. And he's kind of like a, a sort of a, a young Steve Jobs character. And he proposes something to this guy. And this guy is now permanently wheelchair bound and requires permanent supervision virtually from his mum or whoever else is around. Um, and what he proposes is that he's developed this um, amazing new microchip, which is a you know next-level supercomputer, and where his spine has been severed and all of the brain information goes to moving his muscles and his nerve endings and feeling things and all the stuff that he's now lost, it can replace and act as his new sort of secondary brain. Um, and after a little bit of to and throwing, um, he decides that this is a way forward and um, the billionaire makes sure he understands that this is top secret, totally against the law, he cannot reveal to anyone that this has happened to him, he has to for all intents and purposes pretend to still be disabled Um, once the thing's turned on it talks and this is a shock to them both Um, but it seems to have some cerebral consciousness or or at least it's a computer you know like um, siri it will will ask you questions and you can tell it to do things as well and one of the initially most interesting things that he can do is he can he can walk around and talk like a normal human being but this computer is capable of way way much more than that so he can actually heighten his physical abilities to the nth degree letting the computer run the system And that includes not only being physically very, very powerful and fast, but also um, gauging the room, people's expressions, you know, infinitesimal detail detail and recall, and um, uh, planning and, um, you know, being able to sort of work your way through situations using the computer's brain power rather than your own. And then, obviously, we're going to set off after the guys that killed his wife, and that's exactly what we do. And along the way, we, you know, the he becomes ever more reliant on these heightened capabilities that he's capable of using from this machine. Now, that's a good premise, but it sounds very limited. It isn't at all. Um, the best number one best thing about this film is how far they push that premise to very interesting, unexpected avenues which I found absolutely fascinating. Um, It goes much, much deeper into the whole notion. Every good science fiction film should posit an idea. And in this case, it's the idea of, you know, a, a computer's controlling your body. At what point are you controlling the computer and the computer's controlling you? And it manages to push these things in unexpected ways. So it operates both as a death wish revenge fantasy film and as a cerebral what's you know almost in the in the line of something like ex machina or something like that where it's throwing up notions of identity like a lot of sci-fi does what what does it mean to be a human what do you what are you losing by the um the addition of technology one thing that is um very common in the in this future is that people have augmented bodies um for instance some of the people have guns built into their arms and stuff like that but Lots of people have augmentation now, which is cyborg in origin and, and in effect. And um, it's, a ve- it's a very interesting world, the way that they push what sound on paper like quite subtle ideas, but they're actually very interesting and thought-provoking. Other areas I really like this film. Um, it costs three to five million. It looks fantastic. Absolutely stunning production design on this. Probably I, li- I didn't like the movie X Machina, but the production design on it was good. It looked great. This looks much better. Honestly, how they've got... they Like, the interiors of certain places are stunning. The action is really, really good. There's plenty of action for people that are into that kind of film and, and want to ditch the whole cerebral angle. Violence. And all of the leads play well. Um, Betty Grable, is it? Who's uh, starred in Get Out, funnily enough... Um, she plays a cop and it's a very very standard underwritten cop role where she basically is the the outsider who's sort of coming she's looking for the guy uh, the guys that killed his wife and she also believes that he's a paraplegic still um or quadriplegic whichever i can't remember um i know quads four obviously so um she, her role isn't written, but she's perfectly fine in it. Um, She sort of comes to the realisation that there's more going on here. The lead guy is actually really good, Logan Marshall Green. He reminds me, it's kind of like a Tom Hardy role. I could imagine Tom Hardy playing the role. Again, it's not massively written, but he's it's got quite a lot of dark humour in it, which elevates it again a little bit more. So it actually looks fantastic. It's got a really interesting premise, which it... I reviewed a film a couple of weeks ago, and I said it threw up all these ideas, but it didn't answer anything. It didn't engage with the ideas that it was throwing up. Was it Ready Player One or something like that? Um, This does. It pushes each each idea to the absolute limits. Um, So it's fast, doesn't hang around or overstay its welcome, and all of the limits on the budget. Maybe the cast is small. Maybe there are. I didn't notice there not being that many environments. There seemed to be some good shootout action in multiple locations. Um, So it's certainly not hamstrung in any way, and I can see this guy getting a big job next time he's out directing. So Upgrade is uh, one of my favourite films so far this year, and it's coming out on Blu-ray tomorrow? Today? Today, if you're listening live on on Tuesday evening. So Upgrade, I'm going to give 8.5 out of 10. I would have gone higher if it was a tiny bit more substance, um, and I haven't really—I'm not really sure how many films I've given even eight and a half this year. Not that many, probably two or three, if that. So, upgrade eight and a half out of ten. Complete recommend from me.